Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Catributor podcast. This week we have Clyde back again, now actually a Catributor again. Was that last time as well? No. I'm the last yeah, time yeah, you... Yeah, it was, it's been a while, so I think that was before you'd yeah. gotten your... Jesus. Uh, I don't see like a small cat on a Catributor. He's, he's kind of bigger than this. Let's see. Let's see if he comes. I have a cat in my ears. Yeah, I, I still Amazing only have... have uh, on them. I only have an outdated picture of Cosmo. Yeah, it's like six months old now, so... <laughs> Is he heavy asleep? Probably. He's probably asleep. I mean, he's a cat, so he's probably asleep. Yeah. Luckily. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably like... Almost adult size now. Almost. Okay. He's gotta be at least. He's fucking huge. Yeah. So, I mean, you all know Clyde. Do you want to introduce yourself, Shikantis? I'm Clyde. From Twitch. There we go. He's <laughs> the Clyde of the Force. Yeah. He's one of hey. us. I'm yes. one of you guys now, again. <laughs> one of those crazy cat persons. <laughs> See, the thing is, I was always a crazy cat person. I just didn't always have a cat. <laughs> yeah, I had like a three years break from cats after moved here. So I had to negotiate with the landlord to allow them to, uh, to allow them oh, to have okay. cats again. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. So here we are. Here we are. And speaking of past things, we decided to start off this week with a bit of a, a look back on the last year with its highs, uh, or rather highs, or with its lows. And uh, then we come to the new lows that have started this year already. So, um, yeah, let's let's just start with, for example, the new ship lines. Last last year we had what Italian battleships, we had Dutch cruisers, we had uh, German destroyers, German battleship, uh, Russian carriers. Was there another line? I don't think so. I think that's all of them. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all of them. It's like, for me personally, except for the German battleships, they were all complete like, cluster. Yeah, I think those were the only ones that really stood out. I mean, I like the look of a lot of the Italian battleships, but they're not actually that great to play. And the tier 10 is some weird, kludgy thing that doesn't really fit with the Italian theme at all. I like the last one, though. The Titan. Oh, it's alright like to play. Five, it's just five and six. Seven yeah. and ten. The rest is meh. But the German line that came out, whew, that was fun. That was a it's fun definitely play. been kind of niche. Mm. Uh, the, the, I mean, the Dutch cruisers, well, I mean, they're okay, but they're not great. That is pretty um, meh as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's been. There's not really been any outstanding line apart from maybe the German battle cruisers, and we all know how well the the Schlieffen is doing at the moment. So that might <laughs> well get a nerf. Yeah, pretty popular as well. Do you want to buy a line of brawling battleships? Who'd have thought they might be, you know, well received? Yeah, it's weird that, huh? Just wait until they nerf it, though. Yeah, it's it's so weird fun. that that it came out with a bug that made second noise indestructible that has conveniently not been fixed. Huh. Shocking. I don't know. It's not a CV. 
<laughs> it seems like the kind of yeah, oh, yeah. I suppose that's true. You know, if it'd been a bug affecting CVs, I mean, oof, that if oh. been right on it. Well, I yeah. mean, AA is also indestructible, but you know, not even Wargaming pretends that AA does something. So I guess they're fine with that. <laughs> yes. I've been highly enjoying that line. That was. It's been a long oh, time yeah. since I had that much fun uh, grinding a new line in this game. So. Can't yeah. stop for that. I mean, it's interesting. I think that even though, I mean, it's it's not. It, those are not the first lines last year that came out that were like Luster, right, with the Italian battleships, Dutch cruises, and so on. But it's like they haven't really tried to make those lines appealing. I think it feels like they've just released a year of niche lines mm. that are sort nice. of mediocre at best. And afterwards, they just like, yeah, we, we don't care. And then they snuck in the overpowered uh, uh, Russian carriers and that they've basically released almost simultaneously with another line that was just mm-hmm. such a quick release thing that was squeezed in, which I don't understand still. Yeah, they uh, didn't really space that out very well, did they? No. It feels weird how much they turn out at once. Yeah, now now they have obviously they had with with the long Christmas New Year's update that no after the the German battleship release was finished right they now just didn't do anything new anymore. Now we had a long period where people actually grind those ships. It feels like for all of the lackluster ships they just instead of making good ships they just scrammed out as much as they could and then they had one good line at the last of the year and now they let people enjoy them. Hmm. They have been some some, um, kind of individual ships which have been quite interesting and fun to play, but there's also been some that have just been also very meh. Yeah, I mean, I've I've completely lost track of uh, of premium ships that were released. Like, I mean, there are so many ships these days. It's like, yeah. I think for me, some of the more interesting ones were the um, the hybrid CVs, which might be a controversial opinion <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but they're definitely like if you look at what their planes can do versus CV planes, they're they're not really in the same league at all. No, and, I don't uh, really mind them. Some some of them are. I mean. Uh, I didn't like Tone that much, but it's still a fairly capable cruiser. And I think the, the Kearsarge was probably the most fun one of them overall, just because it, it's actually got some very capable file, firepower. And the main price you pay for having those uh, planes available is that rather hideously vulnerable armor scheme with the, the massive uh, the five head. Yeah. I kind of like the tone at all. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I, like I said, that was more personal preference. I think it was a perfectly yeah. capable cruiser. It's just... But yeah. I'm using the planes more to spot those poor <laughs> little DDs. <laughs> and of course, that's something we know might well change this year, is, is how plane spotting yeah. works. That's something they've, they've talked about looking into. Something interesting. In War Turner, they've introduced now... Uh, so when you're playing naval battles, you actually have catapult uh, fighters you can use. And right. those have the ability okay. to lay down smoke screen. 
okay. and you can like go back to your ship and uh, do the same. It feels like World of Warships, but you actually have a small screen with your planes now. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So I wonder well, that, if I mean, you're going to add that at all. This is kind of a sideways thing in terms of, uh, but it sort of fits into the the, the, the theme of highlights and lowlights. As I, I did see the thing with War Thunder where they uh, where Gaijin. Uh, there was a code that was supposed to be for new people that gave some data of premium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And, uh, they accidentally put that into a code that went to everybody. So everybody got like a week of premium. And the sensible mm. thing would have been to shrug and go, oh, well, okay, enjoy your week of free premium, everybody. Instead, what they did was they then took it back off everybody that had gotten it accidentally. And... Uh, essentially put people's account into, uh, accounts into deficit. So if they were then to buy some premium time, uh, it would essentially vanish into this this deficit that they had artificially created of premium time. So you would end up not, like, you're not just buying, oh, a couple of days of premium. No, like, you know, one or two days of that will disappear into this supposed thing, this supposed uh, 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 debit uh, hole that, they themselves created so yeah that that caused a bit of a stink in the community yeah they've been pretty quiet about it as well on the cc discord they haven't said anything a lot of people asked them like what the hell happened there yeah <laughs> yeah that was nothing. that was one hell of an own goal really yeah. i used the code as well and it worked for me and i've been playing the game since 2013 so i'm not a new player so yes it did yeah. work i'm not sure if i they withdraw the premium time again but i kept the vehicle at least I, it's certainly, sure I, I, think, yeah. I think the thing was always supposed to be, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm vaguely going off why, what I've read about. It was supposed to be for only new players, but... Yeah, um, so they, they they just kind of completely mucked it up and then chose among the worst possible responses to it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's basically they screwed up and gave people something for free that they shouldn't have, and then they decided, so let's charge those people money for what we they accidentally redeemed. Yeah. That that's like I'm not even sure if that's legal, but it's uh, it's just so incredibly stupid and petty. Yeah. So yeah, it's bad customer support. Indeed. Anyway, talking of incredibly stupid and petty, let's get back to wargaming. Wargaming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, besides new ships that came out last year, there was obviously the, f- the first big change last year was the captain rework, and I feel like it's still not finished. This. It was mm. such, it mm. was once again such a thing that was just completely rushed out, not really thought through, not properly tested, and uh, they probably just did it to be ready for submarines. And it's like they, they made mm. some changes then later on. But honestly, I mean, that the, there's still a lot of changes that should happen and a lot of balancing when it comes to captain skills, I think. Mm. It, it almost feels to me like the carrier rework at the point where they were like, yeah, okay, this is ready for release. It still felt like only three quarters finished, and that's exactly the feeling I got with the captain skills as well. Like the principle, I think, was quite sound of, of having um, the uh, like the individual skill tabs for the different classes. But yeah. then the implementation of the actual individual skills... Uh, it really screwed some subtypes of some classes. They didn't and... nerf the RVG at the same time? Or was that before? When they reduced the fire chance of the RVG skill? Uh, that was before. I think that was already. That was before? Okay. Yeah. Previously, yeah. yeah. 
because that's the one I felt hurt the most. <laughs> yeah, that's that screwed some ships over. It was it was also not not a change that was thought out early because it was possibly needed on a few ships, but not on others. Mm. Because a few ships might have had the skill to effect if they then. Uh, well, it's more balanced now, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so with I, I can agree on that nerf. <laughs> with, with the Captain Duvok, at least, they made it also like different amount of points for different ship classes, which makes sense. Mm. But, yeah, well, one, once again, I mean, I could have also had different values for different... I mean... It's it just comes down to the point that Wargaming is just not very good at balancing, I guess. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- shocking, shocking uh, news. You're more shocking up- news. <laughs> Mort nine. <laughs> then well, we there was got unnerved, uh, we finally got unnerved Cesaro with the Russian one. Six <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah. Wasn't that the, almost the same as the one we tested back when we were CCs? When we were about to get ourselves a new Cesar, a balanced one. I can't remember. Uh, I remember playing it. Go too far back for my poor old reign. It's like a year ago. (laughs) 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 Fake. I remember the stupid low health pool, though, from that. What's it called, the new Russian thing? It was Nostrut. No, Nostrut. Is it like it's like Novorosk or something? I, something let me like bring that. it up. I, yeah. I definitely butchered that. Everyone's going to be tutting at me now. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's in Vicky yet. No. Oh, there it is Novorosk. No, I don't know. Novorosk. <laughs> I'll copy paste it into chat. There we go. Oh wait. Uh, That's how you say it. <laughs> I don't think I've even played the. the... I played one game in it. I mean, and... it has HE rather than SAP, and otherwise it's. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that bad, actually, but. Yeah, it's, it, does it's... Like help, it does like the help pool. But it's not a beginner ship. And if you're bottom tier, you're kind of fucked. But there it's. You're always bottom tier. That's a plot twist. Mm. Yeah. I don't feel tier 6 is that bad anymore. Now tier 7 is a new bottom tier tier for me. We have had some... Like, I have liked that we've had um, some some more um, mid and low tier uh, premiums coming in. Because mm. that, yeah. that felt neglected for a really long time. And of course, that's where a lot of actual historical ships would fit. So, I mean, things like, you know, the Repulse, obviously, is the most recent example. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nice to, to see ships that actually existed and, and you know, those kind of interwar, World War II yeah. designs coming in. I mean, we will see if we, we see more of that this year. Okay, I'll try again now. Novorossesk. There we go. Novorossesk, yeah, look, let's say it starts. I'm, 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 I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did we have? Agincourt, we had Agincourt, that was, uh, that was quite fun. 
Yeah, but wasn't wasn't that the ship that was in loot boxes only? Can't remember. Was it? I can't. I, I mean, I got it. I can't remember how I bought it though. But maybe we got. Maybe no, was I still a CC at that point? Maybe yeah, yeah. The, we were still CCs, right? Yeah, it's, okay. it's like that tier five secondary ship, and I think it yeah. was pretty pretty nice fun ship, but loot box only. Yeah, it was loot box only. Uh, yeah, that's right. And you, I think you Boom got it somehow, Boom Funk. He yeah. has a ship as well, and he got it like maybe for from a super, maybe? Because he didn't I mean, get it back. Yeah. Possible. Uh, it's not like Wargaming has been shy on offering loot boxes since then. Yeah, yeah. we actually have more news of a new loot box coming in one of the, uh, the dead blocks, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, by soft picture. Obviously. <laughs> Which I guess brings us to other lows. I mean, we we had the whole uh, the CC um, Exodus was probably CC the lowest ex- point yes. <laughs> by far. I don't think and, you get lower than that. I mean, it followed with a lot of promises that have some of them have been sort of kept. They said, for example, they would rework the CC program. Then in the, the month following, they obviously never did, and just now hope everyone has forgotten, which is. Uh, I mean, the the biggest thing that came from it, I guess, are the uh, the odds now on loot boxes, which is great. But and that's really the biggest overall positive yeah. from a player point of view, from the last or consumer point of view from from twenty twenty one. True. But I mean, now but, they are yeah. just offering bundles with tech two ships that they claim are discounts, which is yeah. probably not quite legal. Because well, yeah, they haven't no, offered no, no. the single, pro- like, you know, it can't be a discount if the other items have never been on sale for full price. They don't even yeah. have a price. Sadly, that's, that's a good. very common... Uh, yes. Uh, it's a common grace zone, so to say. I'm not sure how they come up with numbers. I'm guessing they have an average num- no price or thing, and then they ah, let's slap a discount on it. I mean, they have an internal pricing, I guess. They say, like, a Tallinn is worth 7,000 doubloons. Mm. And then yeah. they claim they are selling it for a discount. Yeah. And now we've gone from, you know, the talent to the Albemarle, so clearly this is a thing they plan to keep doing, <laughs> which is absolutely not. Like, that's... No, no. Just no walking. Oh. If you're going to sell the camos that have been previously available in the preview events, then just sell the camos. Don't stick them in bundles... Uh, that are inflated with tech tree ships, for God's sake. That's just, that's not okay. That's just kind of scuzzy. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it it definitely feels like since the whole, the CC walkout and mouse gate that, uh, yeah, there was some progress out of of that, but then, yeah, I kind of feel like uh, it's, it's, hit a plateau very quickly that there hasn't really been any um, about it. change. Because there was supposedly they were going to do some kind of um, uh, uh, what was it? They were going to have like a an internal plan in place by like November and I don't think we really have heard anything about any of that really. So that's all just kind of still yeah, that that has been completely forgotten again. The yeah. the only thing they really honored is the loot 
uh, like the, the drop rates and loot boxes. Yeah. And then they sort of said they wanted to increase communication. I mean, they are writing longer explanation on the dev blog, but as we've, like when we uh, went through the sub uh, dev blog, like last week, it's, it's basically a propaganda piece or. They were trying to present a particular picture yeah. with the, the stats that they had, had decided to, to share or the, the charts and the data they decided to share, which well, wasn't necessarily, you know, the true picture. Yeah. And they, they very well, they always, always highlighted that whenever they listened to the community, that the community was wrong, which is a lie. But they, they tried in the devlog to always like, Chap towards the community and like, oh, look, we introduced this because of community feedback and our data shows you were all completely wrong. And it's like, no, 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 really, your data doesn't show that and we were not wrong. But it, it's, it's like they at least, it, it just feels like they don't really want to change. They're now trying to better hide the, the stuff in a way, right? They, they say like, okay, we don't want to stop being evil. But maybe we should uh, get a better propaganda out so that some people don't realize we are evil. Uh, well, uh, evil might be too strong, <laughs> but I, I kind of yeah. I think that they are just hoping that everyone's got short enough memory that they'll be like, oh, okay, everything's back to normal now. It's fine. Giving them yeah. enough controversies and they'll forget all about it. Mm. That's what board gaming has been doing it for years. Oh, we did a big fuck up. Let's. Put a bunch of other smaller fuck-ups and then forgot about the big one. <laughs> PR disaster comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people seem to have rather short memories, right? Yeah. What is that? No, sit down, little kid. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> about what happened story. last month. Yeah, about last month. Oh, you mean last week, yeah. Well, last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess those were the biggest things last. Well, there was uh, one sort of good thing is they, they finally introduced that you can see in your UI when skills are active, which I would say should have been part of the Captain rework. It, it was sort of they, they delivered a part of the Captain rework a few months late. And it, it's always with when companies do this, it, I'm sort of torn because on one hand, it's a good thing that they delivered it. On the other hand, it was something that was basically just months late and should have been included first. It's like, do you praise a company be like, oh, yes, it's so nice that you've included something that we've all been asked for for years. Or do you like, you know, it, it should have been there all along, right? Mm. It's arguably, uh, yeah, it, it certainly was a, a big improvement in terms of the, the information that players get. Comes from, it, uh, goes for a lot of things as well from Wargaming. They are way too late yeah. with it, so should we really praise them because they use like two years to implement it? Right. It's like weird because if you then don't praise them, they're like, oh, okay, see, you didn't want it. The programming <laughs> is like, oh, oh, oh. I, nobody cared that we finally did it. If, if you aren't happy, then no. Uh, don't need to do it in the future. But if you like, say like, oh, it's so amazing that you did this, then you'll be like, Encouraging them to, I get of, uh, it sounds like you're okay that they just didn't have it for years before. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we can now with, uh, 
now that we are finally depressed enough, we can start with, with the new dev blocks. I mean, there was some other stuff that we didn't really like. You know, we've, we like subs and super chips and things, but yeah, we probably should get onto the dev blogs at this point. Well, we can talk about super stuff when we come to the new super stuff. Yeah, exactly. We go out. So, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the first thing here on the list, I guess. It's new oh, ships. Yeah, it I mean, uh, more okay. ships. <laughs> the first ship is the Japanese cruiser Maya. Now, I, I also don't... like it. We like... kind of have in the game already is the ARP Maya, but this is going to be a different configuration from what, what I'm reading. I mean, is Maya like an actual ship name? Because isn't it like just... No, it's an Otago class. No, Otago uh, class, I mean. Yeah, Takao class. Uh, yeah, isn't it just Takao. like named after an anime character or something? Like, or have, have they no, just no, taken no. an enemy ship and uh, decided, One like, you know what? sure that's a real ship. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember people... Angry historians was kind of mad when we finally got Arp, Arp Maya, but oh, it was a copy finally getting a historical one, and it's yeah. uh, just a copy paste ship, and it's a weep ship instead of a proper ship. <laughs> so now it's going to be a proper ship, and it's actually going to be in a historical configuration, and not just a copy paste. Yes, and I already like it. There's an Otago at Tier Seven. Well, maybe um, not. I'm not sure about the top angles and so on, but doesn't say anything about it. It just says it has better torps, but... It also says she has a main battery reload booster, repair party, and fighter consumer. Oh, wait, we do have ship parameters. Oh, we do, yeah. Look at that. I mean... How are you gonna, like, balance and an Otago at year 7 with, with a heal and a reload booster? I mean, going by how they've done it historically, I mean, the reload time at the moment, 15 seconds, is that the same as the... Uh, that's actually slightly faster. Otago has uh, 16 seconds, I guess. Yeah, 16, <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe they will make that a bit I mean, higher, have... or they might reduce the range even more, because that's about 500 meters less than the Otago has. Uh, Otago had five turrets still, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. got three at the front, two at the back. Yeah, and Maya only has four. I guess this is where the balancing comes in. <laughs> There's a five yeah. turrets on that. Yeah, five turrets. Oh, I mean, and it eight. only has eight kilometer range torpedoes, I guess, although they're pretty fast. 76 knots. Yeah, for a cruiser, that is very fast, actually. So the thing is, though, with Japanese cruisers, is how good is the angles on those torps? Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. That's what made that hog so damn good. Because you have the frontal uh, top tubes, they had that angle forwards, which I means mean, they can uh, stay angled more. It's kind of an awkward angle to look at from the picture, but to be honest, the cutouts for the top tubes look pretty much the same. So I would guess yeah, they would be the same so. unless they've artificially limited it. It's my hopes, because Apago, oh, one of my favorite ships in the game. And if we can get that to test 7 as well, yes. Yeah. I mean, a cruiser with heal at tier 7, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not many of them, and, and uh, they mostly have a pretty terrible range in comparison to everything else. I mean, it's, it's what, Boise and uh, Neve de Julio? Uh, when it comes to hit points, it's 40,000 for the Otago, and it's 30, was it 39? 
på dem Maja. Ja, 39,200. So. Right. Well, it's kind of low compared to auditor rates, isn't it? Let's see. It's. I, I mean, Taco's about on the par with the Miyoko, I think. There are checking the Mugami. The Mugami has uh, hit points 35,500, actually. So, yeah. That's Mugami, though. I don't remember what else has a heal that's also to someone obviously Fiji and Surrey. I mean uh, doesn't one of the Italian premium ones also have a heal? Abruzzi. Yes. Another favourite of mine. A good enough uh, That's actually got a decent range, fifteen point one kilometers. Okay, so that's that's definitely the, the best of all the uh, ships with a heal at that tier. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it still needs testing, but it, it does seem slightly too strong to me, right? A ninety uh, like thirty nine thousand hit points, a heal, a reload booster. I mean, reasonable range torpedoes. It will be less stealthy. It will definitely be less stealthy because it won't have access to that tier eight concealment. Slot. I mean, true, but twelve eight base concealment, and you get what ten ten percent from the captain. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. still going to be pretty decent. It's not going to be... Uh, well, you're not going to get it sub-10 kilometers like the Otago, but it's, True. it's not going to be a lighthouse. You won't stealth tall. Yeah. No. <laughs> How much is the Fiji now again? It's like 9... 9.2, 9.7? Pretty sure Fiji is sub-10 as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, the... just over 10.1. Yeah, and then you have the Abruzzi, which is... Uh, less than that again, I think. I think the Brutzi is like one of the lowest ones. Well, it's the lowest one. Seven. Yeah, Atlanta's also at that tier. I think Atlanta gets to less than 10. 9.6. Hmm. I would uh, say it's uh, below, no, above average conceal on that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of ships at that yeah. tier that are like 12-ish kilometers, even with the captain concealment. Mm. Uh, Sorry's 9.7. Yeah. Boise is 10.4. Yeah, Maya should be like 11 and a half or so, I guess, with, yeah. with the captain armor. Munchen's uh, 9.4. I, I didn't remember it being that good, but I suppose that also has a very wow. short main battery range. Oh, actually, yeah. no, it's 16.6. It's the Weimar. That is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Weimar's the opposite. It's got, um, like, 11 and a half kilometers uh, uh, concealment and only 14 kilometers of main battery rate. Why my can't be a bit of a strut? Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> I like weird things, okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that, that should be interesting. Um, there's also two. Uh, for the American history fans, and I, I, there's been some speculation I've seen on uh, certainly on Reddit as to whether this will have anything to do with maybe a split in U.S. carrier lines. So we're going to get Hornet and Yorktown uh, added as U.S. carriers at uh, Tier 8. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, differ from each other. I mean, it's weird that they'd add two Tier 8 carriers, U.S., Eight carriers at the same time. It's like why? Well, they're both Yorktown class carriers, so I don't know. I mean, 
if they're adding them both at tier eight, it does make one wonder uh, if one of them's going to be a tech tree and the other's going to be a premium. Like, but if that's where the speculation is coming from. But if they do a split, they'd need to add more than just, you know, that. that yeah, they would need another tier 10. Yeah. I mean, if, if they <laughs> like if they make a new line or a split, it's it, it's not uncommon that they then introduce a new premium that more synergizes yeah. with whatever gimmick the new line has. But this just seems weird. There's already four pre no four tier eight USCVs. You have the Lexington Enterprise, Saipan, and Saipan Black, obviously. Yeah. So now it's going to be was it Yorktown? Hornet in Yorktown. Yeah. Oh, yeah but... I mean, Hornet's the one that got pictured, so I'm guessing Hornet's going to be the premium, and then Yorktown itself will be the uh, the other one. Mm. Possibly the tech tree. I, I'm assuming, though, I mean, when they say Yorktown and Hornet, that they're both going to be the Yorktown class, because there was then CV10, which was an Essex class, mm-hmm. which was named after the previous Yorktown, which was uh, CV5, which was uh, sunk during World War II. But I can't see them putting an Essex class at, at Tier 8. I mean, it was previously the Essex class at Tier 9, right, when we had mm. the 10-tier thing. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what they'll do. They'll dig out the previous Essex class uh, model and go, you know, well, his is going to be the tier 10. Maybe they're actually introducing Maybe. tier 9s, but they haven't said anything about it. But yeah, that would be kind of tiers. a big change, though, even tier. Yeah, but we've been waiting for it for a long time, so, yeah. so now but... you know how it works, right? So I mean... you're going to add it, and we're going to praise them for adding it finally, <laughs> but you shouldn't add it. Maybe. You know? no, I mean... <laughs> Maybe it would make more sense that like, you could maybe make an argument that you could have a tier 9 odd tier. Like, even if you didn't have any lower tier, odd tier carriers, that you could still mm. have tier 9 carriers. I don't know, maybe. But that's just utter and pure speculation, though. It's like, no, no sane person is going to praise them for adding tier 9 carriers. Nobody mm. wants any, any other carrier in no. this game. It's one of the nice <laughs> things at the moment. Maybe Grunty, maybe Grunty. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, very few people would be happy yeah. with anything more than test planes in this game. Yeah. So then we come to even more carriers. Yay! Uh, Super carriers! <laughs> it's like yeah. somebody asked the question how can we make carriers more toxic? And they found an answer. It's. Uh, so okay, the- we're going to have. HMS Eagle, but not the original HMS Eagle. It's going to be the audacious class HMS Eagle. Which it's weird that they made it HMS Eagle and not HMS Ark Royal, but I suppose we already have. Like that might get confusing. I don't know. But uh, let's not do that because how many times have they said that and changed the name of things because the community might get confused and then they do it anyways with certain ships. Like we have the Vampire Vampire Two, for example, but they didn't want to do that before. I remember we asked about Vampire, but no, but they already have a Vampire in game, so you can't add one more. People mm-hmm. can get confused. That's why they changed the name of the Shikishima because it was mm-hmm. close to was it the Sal? No, it was another ship. It was almost related to. I can't remember. Well, what was the original Shikishima name? I don't even remember that one. I can't remember now. But it was at least 
they changed the name because oh it's so similar to this other one but you have like the same name chips in the game like the daring and daring 2 no a vampire and vampire 2 Halakasi and Halakasi 2 yeah yeah, so, I mean, and we're gonna get Mayas to Mayas now, and we have uh, what seven Miyokos. I don't see a big issue with that. <laughs> big uh, Yamato, yeah. Well, I mean, far more concerning than the name, though, is uh, is probably gonna be the gameplay. So the the way that I understand this, right? These new carriers have two types of squadrons. They have the normal planes, like a normal carrier, and then they have. Uh, jet planes that work like the, the planes on hybrid ships, right? So it's basically just a cooldown and you can launch them. So they have insanely fucking overpowered planes on, I don't know, a cooldown that's not yet defined. And meanwhile, they have the regular planes. So even if you as a carrier player are so incredibly bad that you like deplete all of your squadrons that regenerate anyway, you always have your consumable full squadron of overpowered planes that you can launch in between. Those uh, completely balanced new chat planes, uh, as we can see with the tech aircraft, goes up to like 340 knots. So basically, they are going to be too fast for any anti-air to touch because as all of warships works, right? If your anti-air isn't shooting, your gunners are actively unloading the guns. So every time a plane goes into your range, they have to start loading the guns and can't immediately shoot, right? So if a plane's fast mm. enough, it's just going to be through your anti-air before they even manage loading the gun. Not to mention that when you start, like, I think the attack thing, when you go down in your attack, for instance, you have a small invulnerability period, but you can't actually lose planes. So basically, they've, you know, they they are probably gonna be pretty much immune to anti air. It's it's but, basically a free extra Soviet carrier with just like the the single strike. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be uh, less in terms of the number of planes you're putting up. But yeah, uh, it's uh, I I don't how how was this ever going to be popular with anybody? <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it's a bit nuts to be honest and. Uh, the fact that we're getting jet planes along back with it is is making it even more nuts. I mean, once upon a time, way, way back when in the early days of the game, the, the tier 10, uh, I think both the Japanese and American tier 10 no, carriers? I think it's had, only, I think it was, was it only the, the, okay, uh, had uh, uh, jet planes, but you're going way, mm-hmm. way back to the early days of the game. And uh, I think everyone just kind of assumed and hoped we wouldn't ever see them again, but no. I'm trying to figure are. out if it's the same planes. I'm not sure which model this is according to the vlog here, but uh, I mean there are vlog. there are actually uh, like Maybe small YouTube videos models. where you can watch them the planes in action. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's going to probably be super loud for me. Is... <laughs> oh, it's a uh, Grandman. Oh, it's an F nine Fs. Um... I can't remember which okay. one they had in the uh, midway back in the days. No idea. So it's F9Fs. Let's see. Can we actually Google our way back? I'm not sure what to Google jet planes. Better. I mean, the thing is, they, uh, 
there are small differences with how the jet planes work. Basically, they say they they cannot slow down to below cruising speed. I mean, yeah, you don't really want your planes to be slow, so I don't see how this is going to be an issue. Um, and the engine boost doesn't regenerate, but the good news is that basically in one boost, they can go through the entire map anyway, because they're so fast. If they're fully boosted, I said they like the... the is the, the the tech aircraft they are 340 knots so orgaming says it enables them to cover considerable distance quickly no shit and make lightning fast attacks on enemy ships it's not like carriers have that much downtime between strikes especially oftentimes with the new russians it's like they they just constantly keep planes coming at you anyway it's it's you've barely got a second where why you aren't under plane attack if they focus you. Unless mm. they're really at the other end of the map. So this isn't really like a new thing. It's just an even more annoying thing. It means that if the carrier is badly positioned, it can now also strike, no matter where it is, incredibly quick. It also means that at the start of... Well, okay, this might be on cooldown at the start of the game since it works like the... Uh, like the hybrids. Then again, yeah. we don't know. So if it's ready at the start of the game, it would mean that they can spot like like 20 seconds in or so. They could have the entire enemy team spotted. So, yeah, they basically made, made new planes where anti-air is even more useless than it is right now that can even spot faster than anything right now that can reduce the amount of time you have between airstrikes. It's like anything they could have made more toxic with planes, they made more toxic. So I'm they looking just at... They're determined to like, have carriers and more carriers and more stuff with carriers. The funny Regardless thing is... Of, yeah, I, I don't know. I was uh, googling, you know, about what Midway plane... No, what Midway had on his planes. Uh, back mm-hmm. in beta, when I had jet planes. And I think I found one of the first rant videos about CVs in the game. This is a 20th <laughs> August of two, uh, 2015 by Fly Daily. Midway jet fighters, please fucking remove. <laughs> 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 and he's playing the Midway with the jet fighters here, but I can't see which which plane it is. But this is probably one of the first videos <laughs> about ranting about CVs. <laughs> well, well, the rants have never really stopped. Eh? No. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of the scares will still be announced at a later date, I guess. But so far, I see nothing positive about this. Like, the thing is, we really don't need super carriers. And it's also, it's sort of breaking the... the. Uh, I mean, it's breaking into the uneven ship. I mean, super ships are sort of tier 11, right? So... It is no, tier 11. Super yeah. Ships. It's tier 11. <laughs> well, I mean, you could argue it could be tier 12, but they're treated as yeah. tier 11. So basically, tier 11 uh, now, now have carriers, right? So now we have uneven tiers with carriers. I'm not really surprised that they're going to make uh, super carriers, but I thought they'd give at least a year, you know. But Wargaming is so out of touch with everyone that they probably thought that people would be silent. we just a silent majority, you know? Yeah. So we don't matter. Oh, now I have even less reason to want to play higher tiers, and it's already a struggle sometimes. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it might just, you know, I guess you can always play tier 8 and be safe from yeah. super ships. You know, so far, the, I'm only the, the battleships, though. I haven't tried uh, cruises on DDs yet. Only aren't, like, super ships coming to, like, random battles with the next patch? I can't remember. It was it was a very long time ago when they announced that they were testing super ships now in random battles, but I think it might be starting from next patch. Because, you know, I think that the cynic in me is like, that's probably why they stopped testing submarines, because it would confuse the data if they test subs and super ships at the same time. So it might just be that they're now going for two patches, test super ships on random battles, and then they switch back to sub-testing. That it hasn't... Oh anything to do with them actually being sane, but just that they are like, you know what, it's, that will mock up, uh, that will like, you know, our spreadsheet might not be so great anymore if we test two things at the same time. No. I don't mind a two-month break from the sub stuff. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'd rather have the super ships. I'd rather have the super ships, dude. I'd take a two-year break from the subs, I'd be happy. But uh, uh, I, wa- I was fine with the super ships, and then I saw super carriers, and then I got super depressed. Yeah, actually, I was okay with the super ships as well, because during the grand battle stuff, that was pretty fun, that event. And I didn't mind being in Tetana versus Terra 11, or I mean 12, or I mean super ships, I don't know. That was just fun. They didn't feel like they just had more damage to do to them. Higher numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like you can't play tier 9, right, and then face tier 10s. So if you're mm. Titanian, you're facing a super ship, it's, it's sort of the same thing. Yeah. It's not as extreme as it's in World of Tanks with the tiers. So in, in World of Warships, while it's always annoying to be up tiered and certain tiers have, like, for example, the Concealment Marshal have a bigger impact than other tiers, overall, you can still do stuff as a low tier, right? Mm. Well, well, we'll see, I guess. But... Uh, I think Wargaming just lost the plot. I'll be really interested in just how how much uh, how uh, how they react to all the community feedback that they are going to get. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Well. I mean, besides the exciting news about super overpowered carriers, we have uh, changes to the scenarios and to to the Pan-Asian cruisers. Are the Pan-Asian cruisers going to come with the next patch? Or is it one patch after that? Uh, Maybe we're going to get the preview line, or what what do you call it? Like the pre-release thing? Yeah, but they have two patches of pre-release, right? And then they get released. It might send the airship article. Uh, Here we go. In update uh, 11.1, early access to Pan, uh, Tier 5 to Tier 10 Pan-Asian cruises will continue. Yeah, it will continue. That means it will start. Yeah, that means it should... That's already part two, right? That means part one should be with the next patch. Yeah. Wargaming has a weird way of numbering the patches because I think we are now at 0, 10, 11. And I think after 0, 10, 11 comes 0, 11, 0. And then comes I mean, 0, took, 11. It took World of Tanks a really long time to decide they were going to get to a 
you know, past 1.0. So. Yeah, but it's, you know, usually you don't start from 0 to 11 and then go to the next number, right? It's. Uh... I suppose. I, yeah, I don't know when they decide to go up a version number like that. Like, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of consistency. I think they all have different measurements of that when they go up to 1.0. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I think, I think, right, the next patch is going to be zero eleven zero. Um. Anyway, so it's interesting they, that they're, uh, they're mm-hmm. going to remove that the burst fire completely, though. That I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was the intent to do that all along, or if they just decided it didn't fit. I didn't know it had it even. I when I read it today, but wait, it had that. But I wanted to see like two in a battle. Never fought one, so I had no idea what burst was. What was the function of it? I think it was just like the the super ships. Like, I don't from... know how much it differs from like the main battery reload booster, functionally speaking. But like, I haven't gotten a chance to sell the myself either. So. The burst fire basically is you shoot like two or three times at the same time almost, and then you go for mm. a very long reload. So oh, you lose. Was, yeah, it was like, so oh, you, yeah. Just like a magazine, yeah. 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 Autoloader. Basically, you gain on burst, but you lose on DPM. And you could yeah. switch, when, whenever your guns are reloaded, you could just switch to the auto fire, and then you weird, use your auto fire. That's it basically like an autoloader. And which, yeah, an autoloader is like you have a magazine filled with a certain amount of shells, and when it's used that magazine, it takes a long time to reload that magazine again. But yeah, it historically didn't have an auto reloader, did it? Yeah, or did it? Did it um, exist, Madrinas? Yes, it did. It's basically oh. a modified uh, town class British heavy cruiser. So no autoloader. No, because I don't think the Brits had a heavy cruiser with autoloader before. No, I mean, there wasn't anything like that until the Des Moines, essentially. Yeah, you only had yeah. a Tiger class with the autoloader. Yeah, and that was... That's a, that's a light cruiser. That was post-war, I believe. Was it? Tiger or was it 50s. end of World End of World War No, II? that's under that's end of it. We have the Tiger. Tiger was, let's see, HMS Tiger. Uh, yeah, where is it now? Uh, it was started at 41, so it's actually built in World War One. No, two. But that's a light cruiser, anyways. It's a whole different field. Yeah. Compared to heavy cruisers like the Moines. It also, like, uh, the, the burst fire is, like, not really working like an autoloader in that sense because you, you don't have to decide when you load how it's going to yeah. work, so you can't shoot... When your guns are loaded, you can choose which mode you use, and if you use the burst mode, then you just shoot a couple of times really quickly, and then you go for a long reload. It's a bit of a weird thing, because since you have worse DPM with the burst mode, it's only ever useful if you think it's you only have a short opportunity to shoot something, right? Because the ship is going to go into smoke or behind an island, or you think you can finish it off. So unless you're certain that... You you like that that salvo finishes it off, or you can't shoot afterwards anymore. You'll never want to use the burst mode. It makes a lot less sense in world warships overall than war yeah. tanks. Yeah, unless or, you like stumble upon a bunch of DDs. Yeah, done it kind of. There aren't that many circumstances where you would want to leave yourself without 
the ability to shoot for an extended period. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with it. I mean, the, I, I like working, like, Wargaming is just incapable of ever, like, not, like, they are incapable of uh, admitting when they do something wrong or that they aren't great. You know, a, the new mechanic performed well, but it still requires a number of tweaks. That's why we removed it. So basically, they, they are tending, oh, it's, it's actually an amazing thing we did, but no, it, it, we will remove it because it doesn't work. But it's it's amazing. Trust, trust me. We basically, basically, it's 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 great. It's it's so great. But no, I, I like the. I mean, the fact that they've they've then given a significant boost to the range. I mean, that's going to be a, a pretty good range for a tier six. Oh yeah, heavy cruiser or any yeah. any cruiser. So, um, yeah, that that will be a lot more comfortable. We already have. Enough lightly armored cruisers at that tier with absolutely terrible range. So, <laughs> yeah, Flint comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not tier six. Though. That's, that's tier seven, but yeah, sixteen point five yeah. is pretty good. Um, it's also going to get an engine boost uh, as as a replacement. So they still they still want to stick some kind of gimmick on this ship. Clearly, oh, yes. But yeah, it seems like yeah. it, it might end up being a really solid tier six heavy cruiser. Maybe less gimmicky now that it doesn't have that vibe. Yeah. Maybe that was why they removed it because just nobody was using it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's they have figured out how to make this the the burst fire kind of useful. Yeah. So instead of trying to ban, because they they are very hesitant to change premium ships afterwards, I think they just dropped the mode that I have no idea how to do, and decided to just make a regular ship. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be yeah, ten second reload instead of fifteen, sixteen and a half kilometers. That should be an interesting one to look forward to, and again, one for the history fans because it actually existed. I actually need to Google this. And we can finally ambush people with a Spanish ship. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, the memes. Oh, there we go. There's pictures of it. With colors. It, it's got, like, the profile yeah. is, like, it does look very hmm. British cruiser, apart from that very distinctive looking... Well, a lot bridge. of the designs were based on naval design from the Brits. Well, that, I mean, it was specifically like... or as a from a British yard as a variant of the existing town class. Uh, oh, looks good, though. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm also talking of tier six cruisers. HMS Dido is getting a nerf of its reload from six point five to eight point five, considering its small caliber guns. That seems. Yeah, that's a long reload for a, a, a what is it, one twenty-seven mils, whatever it is that it has. Uh, I can't remember. Something it's like that. Yeah, because the the different versions of the, the like the different uh, Dinos had different gun specs at different times, and I can't remember exactly which one they went with for the one in game. But yeah, Dino is a light cruiser, right? Yeah. Yes, it's kind of a, sort of the British Atlanta kind of. Yeah, so you have the yeah. Dallas with uh, 8.5 second reload. Okay. So, yeah. But it's, it's I mean, they are smaller than six-inch guns. So, I mean, 
We're talking millimeters here. How much is that in millimeters? Um, six inch guns would be like 152 mils, and yeah. the Dido's are around like 120, 127, if I remember correctly. And what's the Leander reload? Leander reload is. I mean, the, the yeah. interesting thing is, right, that the, the, the Dido is, is the same ship as the Ramat, right? Basically, the Ramat is a Dido class. Mm -hmm. And it's not surprising at the same time. They've, they've, they've doubled it on the same model, essentially. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because that one has an increase in reload from 7 to 7.5. So, yeah. Basically, it, it had a better reload than, than the Panation. I don't know, it has a worse reload than. Anyway, we'll see how well that one turns out. But that that yeah. certainly seems like a far less solid. <laughs> Want to play than the uh, with Canarius, to be honest. Yeah, but based on what we know about it. Obviously, what everyone gets excited is that they've decided that their newest tier ten Russian massive cruiser needs a superheat. <laughs> or you know that that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. We haven't played any of those ships. We can't see how they're performing testing, but it's 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 a big Russian cruiser with big guns, and now it gets a super heal. Also, so the guns are the what size are the guns? Yeah, are they like three eighties or something? I think. So you have the starting guard, which is three or five. Yeah, yeah. This was to pull it. It loses radar oh, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. they decided it, they need a bigger, better cruiser. Yeah, so there's 380s uh, versus Stalingrad at 305. What's the reload? I wonder if it's, if it's on the browse uh, fitting tool. <clears throat> so reload time increased from 70 to 200. Action time from increased from 60 to 90. But they have reduced the consumables at least. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's because it's now a super heal, right? They basically oh, doubled the amount it heals. It heals longer, but it also comes with a longer reload. And it heals sure more citadel though. damage. Hmm. IP damage, so. I don't know the value. Like, I mean, it, it only heals like 33% of citadel damage. I'm not, I'm not sure, sure about I'm... the armor, but like, I rarely get yeah. to use all of the uh, heals on the cruiser anyways. I usually dead before the last one is popped, so. Well, I mean, it's gonna be a rush, but so I... But have you read, no, have you armored? Yeah, I, I expect it to be, like, petrol levels of tanky. I mean, imagine a petrol with better guns and super here. Without the radar. Hmm. Yeah, they have actually Sevastopol stats on the wiki. I'm not sure if they're all up to date, though. Yeah, probably not the newest. I have seen a few in battle, but never really in a duel or anything. I, I don't think I ever had a direct engagement with one. The Madrinas and the Dido. That's the only ones I've seen in games so far. I've seen an incomparable. That's probably the only notable thing I've seen in the last week, couple of weeks. I've seen a few of those too. Incomparable. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the one ship where I'm uh, that I might consider getting with steel, but well, depending on how it performs on release, I guess. Uh, 
Well, Shannon is losing a smoke charge. Oh, yeah, the next that, thing. That was the... Oh, yeah, false Sherman, yeah. I mean, it's it's a Hydro DD, so it's probably going to want Hydro Smoke combinations going for it. Well, especially I mean, with it, it being US Smoke. Yeah. US Smoke is rather powerful, so losing a charge is probably going to hurt long term. Like in late games. Yeah. But hard to evaluate how good this ship is without having played it. It certainly, with that kind of change, though, I mean, that just means it would benefit even more from being in a division with somebody else that it can share smokes with. Yeah, possibly. Which is already um, true for something like the Friesland, for example. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, it's like, the, the, the Friesland prefers to have somebody else spot because its spotting isn't that great, I think. Huh. Then there are a number of changes to, to Pan-Asian cruises. Well, hard to say how, but they, they, they look like a lot of nerves. Yeah, definitely. Certainly the, the reload times are being hit relatively hard. Yeah, Sigma decreased at some point. A reload of main battery and smoke. But the tier 9 lost its hydro for some reason. Oh, wait, there are two tier 9s. Is the Wasjet one a premium, I guess? Is it? I think the Dalian, but I can't remember. Probably. Because it's the only one that has a hydro removed, so. Let's see. Well, generally speaking, they're not that bad apart from like the chunking that tier 5 seems to get hit the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly half second. I don't have much hope for this line now. I mean, a line of light cruisers is never going to be the most attractive unless they've got some really strong... But I wish they light cruisers, but last exciting cruiser line was the French line before they added the reload boosters, because then they had a good base reload. Then they nerfed the shit out the base reload to add the gimmick, you know. Done. Mm-hmm. So that was so the pre-nerfed slash buffed French line cruise line was the last fun cruise line to play. The British line was kind of uh, no, it's like two, three ships that was okay, and then Goliath. That's about it. But it seems like they're always pushing pushing you to pre-XP to the lines just to get the Titan because everything below is bad or very boring. Kind of like the Dutch line. Kind of like the Dutch line. I feel mm-hmm. like that's their progress with the lines lately. Make everything bad until Titan. And then it's going to be, oh, yeah, you should just free XP up there, dude. To end your suffering. Uh, I don't like. I mean, it's I mean, always going to be a hard line to balance, the, you know, light smoke cruisers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> After having decided that, that wasn't a good thing, they then decided, oh, actually, we'll just do a whole line of them. It's fine. Remember when they added Belfast? It was alive with smoke and radar. <laughs> well, I mean, at least those won't have radar. One of the first fuck-ups. Well, one of the first. Hmm. And, uh... 
in comparable head, it's reload time increased by one second. I don't think that's going to do much. And they removed anti-air guns from the poison. Um, apparently, I mean, I'm, I would be shocked if that thing shot down any planes, but apparently even one plane is too much. So they've decided, you know, anti-air has to go. I, every time they nerf AA, I don't, I don't get it. I think the only AA effective ships we have is like Holland and Småland and the Friesland, Groningen. Yeah, but even they, like, they can be easily yeah, even taken they are out not by invulnerable. So, it, I don't get the whole fucking nerfing AA at all in this game. Well, nothing is really anti-air in this game. It's just, oh, just mm. hurt them a little bit. Even me, as a non-CV main, I managed to do a strike on a Holland with a midway. I did, like, 6k to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the numbers exact on, the, on the prison weren't exactly nutty to begin with, so it doesn't, I don't know, that one doesn't really make any sense on the face of it. Well, that won't be the first off point. I mean, it could be like a token change because the, the poison is basically a cool first with bigger guns, right? Yeah. So it's entirely possible that the poison just outperforms the core first in every way. So a go-to for wargaming is then to make it simple and say, oh, we know Frontier. I bet, like, if you if you were on the CC Discord now, if you, like, searched for a term, this doesn't make sense. Let's <laughs> see how many times <laughs> the contributor said something about it. There's going to be a lot of it. Uh. That was not the Hellboy gaming. <laughs> even where we were still CCs, it was sometimes quite difficult to get an answer as to why such and such a thing or such and such a change was happening. No, you just type in the emote, what Flambas can stand, which is basically a spreadsheet emote <laughs> we had on the CC Discord. I wonder if that's still there after Flambas left. <laughs> Possibly. What Flambas can stand? Spreadsheets. <laughs> So that, that's probably the answer to this. I mean, he mostly plays Tarkov anyway, and he's a lot happier for him. <laughs> he did yeah, actually do a Warships video the other day. I did. Holy fuck. They're coming back, aren't they? <sighs> oh, yeah, well, so it's Italian Destroyers as well. Fuck, I didn't see those. It, Italian, Italian Destroyers, destroyers. yeah, yeah, they, they have been announced. They are a... Uh, 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 it looked like a weird line that makes no sense. Yeah. But basically, I'm... if you haven't seen the Italian, uh, this destroys Clyde, they have very low range main battery guns. So, but I think very high caliber. So it's like, uh, I don't know, so like eight kilometers at tier 10, something like that, along main gun range, right? But they have very bad concealment. And they have a creeping smoke yeah. screen. And they have torpedoes that are not suited for YOLO. So it's it's like they have YOLO guns, but not YOLO torps. Weird torps. It is a very it's... odd... Very odd conception, indeed. Sorry, it, I it's like different parts that make no sense and tape them together and be like, that's a line! And we'll see what comes from it. Yeah. The Yolo Emilio with all the Yolo taken out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a gun Yolo line, right? Because you have to Yolo in if your guns want to shoot something. 
that that's a shape that doesn't make sense for me. The Yolo Emilio. Either you die trying to Yolo or you just Yolo <laughs> and then you go to the next match. This is, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like the only way to do damage in that shape is to Yolo. If I don't care from so. Sometimes that you you'll run into somebody that has one and like get worried because then they actually know what they're doing with it and can make it work, and then mm. that can be a bit of an issue. <laughs> Didn't get the Yola Media as a CC though. No, I think it's like research bureau, and I don't have a single research bureau. Ship. Wow! So I wasted my research point on that ship. Good to know. <laughs> That's my one of my least played ships. So that was a waste of points, apparently. Yay. Well, is it over to the most sub, uh, most exciting part, submarines? Or is that the next one? No, wait. No, oh. no, no. The, the, there was no update to submarines this week. If we've covered submarines, basically. We had, we had oh. Oh. Well, last ran- was all about subs, pretty much. We, we <laughs> ranted two hours about subs last week. Okay. Conclusion is yay or nay. Yes, submarines are a powered piece of shit that should never have seen the light of day. Thank you. It's horrible playing DDs these days. Nothing is like you're sitting in smoke, you're shooting a guy, then suddenly you permasport through the smoke, but you don't know what by what. Then you go out of smoke, then there's a submarine down below you, but you can't do anything to him because your depth charge is in the back. And nobody's depth charging him, and you're getting shot the shit out because the submarine is spotting you, and you're dead. Because... Yeah. Fun, fun all around. Mm. I wonder if the devs are playing the game. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. They're playing carriers. <laughs> and subs. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. There is actually a new game mode uh, called Airship Escort that's going to be tested, which... Uh, it's interesting. You you have to escort a Zeppelin that can't be damaged, and basically you just have to be, I guess, in, in the right position below it. Also, you can sort of move it forward. It's like one of those, what are they called, payload or so in different games where you have mm. an object that you have to move. Mm. I, I mean, the difference is it's not like one team trying to move it forward and the other team necessarily to stop it, but it's like both teams move their own thing forward and whoever like moves it to, to the end first wins, the way I understand it. I mean, it's sort of something we can say we've had in-game kind of in the form of the... Um, uh, the... Uh, I said the name of it before and I've forgotten. The Great Eastern. The one they use in the Halloween mode. That, that yeah, yeah. used to have uh, close enough to, to keep it moving kind of thing. Except obviously, of course, that can be sunk. Transylvania. That's yeah, Transylvania, the one. Yeah. And of course, this is PvP, right? And both teams are trying to move something. So it's, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's an interesting idea. Obviously, it needs testing. We'll see if it works out or not. The interesting part, of course, is that on the one hand, you want to move your own thing forward, and on the other hand, you have to block the enemy. But Warships isn't a game with respawn or so, so what's yeah. happened? I do, I do wonder how much it'll be like the, the convoy mode test, where it does end up predominantly becoming, you know, the two teams fighting it out rather than the convoy actually ever getting that close to the uh, 
the exit, or at least it was in my experience. It was very rare that the convoy got that close. It was usually the teams just fighting each other. Mm. I mean, convoy was extremely badly balanced. And this, on the other hand, is because it's like symmetrical. It's inherently balanced in that regard. Yeah, true. So they, they've basically stopped the, the, the problem of balancing by just going symmetrically. The question, of course, yeah. is yeah, exactly how it's going to play out and how are the maps going to be assigned. Well, when I look at this, this one map here, this is rather interesting because you have those islands where you do the early fighting, I guess. And then mm. you move into an open stretch and into very close quarters in here. So I, it's, it's hard for me to predict without playing this and testing it if this is going to be... Uh, if this is going to be fun or if it's just going to end up the, the same way every time. And it also depends to see how, like, I mean, people aren't necessarily the best at tactics, right? Yeah, assuming people are going to be able to, like, a group of random players are going to be able to coordinate somehow, which is uh, an iffy proposition sometimes. It's always the thing with these uh, these random modes that require some level of teamwork. Like even things like operations sometimes, you get people doing completely off-the-wall things yeah. that can end up screwing everybody else. And that's, that's versus a bunch of bots going in a very predefined preset pattern. But with so, that, yes. I kind of need to go now, but um, I would just like the convoy mode. I actually enjoy the convoy mode a lot. The symmetrical one, not the. I didn't try the asymmetrical, but the latest one we tested. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, really it's asymmetrical in this in in the sense that one team defends and one attacks. Yeah, I like that. I actually kind of enjoy that. I played it with uh, Mac a lot, but it was kind of yeah. easy to waffle stomp the teams. Though it was kind of a. I mean, very one sided, but mm. that fun, I guess. It it was extremely badly balanced because usually the, the uh, attacking no uh, the defender the right? defender just wins right yeah and it it was it it could have been a fun mode and it, there was a lot of fun brawling in there but it was the, the convoy mode was just the, the the path that for example the, the convoy took was just so incredibly stupid the map. There are some maps where you could have balanced it a lot better by just flipping the start at the end point and keeping the same path. Because Wargaming yeah. had absolutely no idea how the game works and probably haven't played their own game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, since yeah. today, well, it has cost more, by the way. It's kind of bigger yeah. since, since that picture you have there. Jesus, is huge. But yeah, since I got the times wrong, since, uh, since oh god, Pointy kind of said half seven. Yeah, well, that's just because no that means six weird language, <laughs> as opposed to the completely logical language that is English. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I had to leave a little bit earlier. Though. <laughs> no problem. I think we've almost covered both of it anyway. So yeah. So thanks for having me again, guys. Thanks I'll for joining guys. us. Oh, thanks for joining us, Clive. Bye. Bye. See it. Bye. Yeah. Um, so is there much more to say about that? I mean, we don't know if subs are going to be allowed into that, which might significantly change the maths. Uh, uh, the fact that it's tier 10 only ships means that we'll have some fairly powerful torpedoes and guns in play, potentially. 
it, it's uh, without testing it, I think I'm, I'm intrigued, right? That the thing is, new game modes are always fun, and I'm fully yeah. behind testing it, even if it turns out it's not fun or if it's not working or whatever. I'm fully behind, like, just coming up with new ideas and testing them and then maybe even implementing them into the game fully so we have some different things to play. So I'm looking forward to it, and we will see if it works out or not. That part we can definitely be positive about, but, you know, yeah, we're going to try new stuff. That's what we want. We want new things to play with. More of this, less of subs and super carriers. Yes. And, I mean, you know, since those are Merity Zeppelins, I wouldn't mind if they just drop bombs if an enemy says uh, below them. And they say Kirov reporting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, somebody somewhere is, well, I really hope they do anyway, is going to come up with a mod that changes those to the Kirov airship from Red Alert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they they would run into copyright issues if they do it themselves, but modders could. Yeah. Unless they are planning, you know, a collab. That would be kind of awesome, but I mean, there hasn't been... When's the last time there was a... A new game, like though obviously there was the the remasters of of the original, yeah, um, Command and Conquer and and Red Alert, but um, Red yeah, Alert Three has been a long good. time. Yeah, they kind of they kind of killed the franchise with um, oh god, what was it? Was it Command and Conquer Four? Yeah, that that Tiberium one where you had this weird yeah. crawler thing. They basically decided, hey, how about we use the concept that everybody loves and not use it and change everything into something weird that nobody likes. Just EA being EA. I mean, they did the exact same thing with the SimCity series as well. They just yeah, and I think then their answer was like, hey, nobody liked what we did last, so how about we bring it back as a mobile? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> seems to be the way these days. Sadly. Anyway, so uh, the next part of this article is concerning the uh, part two of the Pan-Asian event. So this is slated for update 11.1. So we're assuming part one will be the 11.0 patch. Yes. And it's going to improve the dragon ports. I'm presuming this is kind of tied into their general improvement of graphics of ports. Anyway, yeah. they just decided that would be a good time to do the dragon port. And to be fair, I quite like that port. It's one of the more interesting oh, yeah. looking ones. I mean, it's interesting that they aren't bringing it with part one, but maybe they just didn't have enough time for it. So yeah. now with part two, we are getting a reworked dragon port. And it does look kind of beautiful. Certainly be interesting to see how it looks with the uh, new lighting effects going on. Although I kind of wish it was more of a nighttime. Like it looks kind yeah. of dusty. But if it was a properly nighttime map, I think that would look very nice. Yeah, it looks like that it's a lot of it just being dark clouds, but I'm not sure why they are so against nighttime things. It's not they, I mean they don't necessarily have to rework how the game works. They just have to adjust the light a little bit and make it slightly darker. It it doesn't like uh, I mean it doesn't need to be a full night battle and I don't need to like rework all of the mechanics for it. It's just like visuals, right? Mm. But for some reason they they kinda don't want it. I guess it would be too popular with the player base, so I, 
It, they try to avoid then, pleasing people. Someone will mod it, I'm sure. There's already mods that turn various ports into night versions. So we'll sure. see if that happens with that as well. It did. I mean, one thing they have, one notable change is the dragon is now becoming, I don't know if that's supposed to be, why is that material supposed to be like jade or something? Because for a while it was quite glowy and then they obviously toned mm-hmm. that down quite a lot. So now that just like seems like a solid lump of some mineral. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be like just ice. So what's the current dragon port? Um, yeah, that's all red and not as glowy as it's been previously, but it's got some glowy parts. I'm not quite sure why they've changed that because that, that makes quite a nice kind of standout feature and the fact that it's now changing to this kind of bluish whatever it is material definitely makes it seem a lot more muted overall. I feel like it could be ice. Maybe. I don't know if ice would particularly make sense, but it could well, be. Well, I mean... Giant dragon doesn't necessarily make sense, you know. What are you, what are you talking about? Because it's completely <laughs> realistic. Playable dragons next year. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see that map with, with better lighting. It's already got quite nice lighting, so I, I don't know. I'll see how I feel about the uh, the colour change. Hopefully it's... Um... Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the mods do something nice with it because I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that at all. <laughs> so we have some uh, economy changes, which are quite—I don't know about significant, if that's quite the right word—but when we were talking earlier about things feeling half polished with things, yeah. I, I, I talked about the, the carrier we work feeling half polished. I mean, one of the big things that that came with the changes is that that that. The um, uh, kind of like spotting that there wasn't really much rewards or if any reward for doing damage to planes. It was only mm-hmm. killing planes, and that became much less impactful anyway with the way that the uh, the, the carrier reserves changed. So uh, yeah, they're actually now going to give uh, economic rewards for destroying uh, aircraft and doing damage. To aircraft, yes. Oh, uh, so yeah, the, the the reward for destroying aircraft is distributed in the same way as the reward for damaging and destroying ships. Now, part of the credits and XP will be credited not only for shooting down aircraft but also dealing damage to them. So it's it sounds like it's not going to increase overall, but they're going to change the way. Um, like you'll maybe get less XP and credits for shooting down aircraft, but more for having done damage and. It's perfectly possible to uh, have, like, you know, 20,000 DPS damage yep. done to an aircraft on your little thing and then have only shot down, like, three or four of them. Yeah, I mean, so, but bas- uh, basically, if you're the anti-air ship, you get the majority of the experience and not the ship mm-hmm. next that does the last hit gets all of the XP, which is a good change. The thing yeah. is... But what I think, uh, what I find a little bit interesting is that they say on average the number of resources will not change, which if they, which could be a lie, what I'm hoping it is, because let's be honest, a lot of the times planes escape and you do damage shoot and you get nothing for it. So they have to reduce the overall XP you get even if you do 100% of damage to a plane and shoot it down. Like generally with a change like this, you'd expect the average XP to increase because now everybody who does damage uh, still gets rewarded even if the planes survive, right? 
So unless they reduce the amount of experience you get totally for completely damaging shooting down a plane, this has to go up. So I'm not sure yeah, it how I read this last yeah, sentence. It's not really that clear. I mean, unless they are dramatically reducing the amount that you get for the plane kills in order to like spread that out amongst the, the plane, plane damage instead. But inevitably, there's going to be way more people that do plane damage than actually get plane kills. So yeah. Yeah, I kind of I don't know how they avoid the overall amount going up, even if it's not by that much. I mean, they'd have to reduce the total. Like right now, you get X amount for a plane kill, and then afterwards, if they if X amount f- and they divide it between plane kill and damage, then the overall amount will go up, right? Because now you get yeah. damage f- uh, for because there will be always damaged planes that not get killed. So they'd have it's to reduce. More- the amount you get for a plane. This is one of those areas where actually we could have done with some hard numbers, or at least some preliminary yeah, examples. Have some idea of how they're going to change things exactly. It's it, the thing is that that's what they often do, right? They describe a situation and then they come up with a conclusion that doesn't doesn't fit the description, and then you are left wondering which part of the statement is true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably not going to do too much overall. So then, the next part is... Well, well I'll let you. <laughs> that they'll redistribute the experience earned by carriers. Basically, kills are going to be rewarded more. Because uh, with Frank, it was just like carriers were always on top because carriers are just more powerful than other ships. So the answer to that was not balance carriers, but basically make carriers earn less experience so that other ships could save their sour, that it wasn't like play carrier or go home in rank. Mm. But that led to the fact that carriers are very rarely on the top of the board. And now it looks like they want to address it in giving carriers not more for damage, but more for kills. So they want to encourage carriers to finish off wounded targets, basically. Which is like that's I don't know if that's necessarily a change I like the sound of to be honest. Getting carriers to like like okay, taking guns out of the game can be important, but if a carrier is going to be concentrated purely on hounding the low health targets, like that's going to be really, really like being on the receiving end of that. If you get down to low health and you know that suddenly the carrier is going to be extra interested in you because it'll be worth more to them on the score screen. Yeah, I, mean, the f- I, I don't know if I like the idea of that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that's basically good play, right? What, what this would make is it would make a, a bad carrier players potentially play better. Problem is that good carrier play is just very toxic, basically very annoying to deal with. So they are making a change that generally would encourage carrier players to do the right thing. Which is obviously not a good thing if you're playing against the carrier course of how carriers are designed in general. Yeah. Because it's not something you can, you can't really defend yourself effectively in that situation. As you could try and disengage against a surface ship. You just don't have that option when it comes to carriers. So, yeah. Yeah. I have I have mixed feelings about that, <laughs> but it, that that is you know I fully admit that that's just because 
being targeted by carriers is, is to be just like not fun. It's like being well attacked when an artillery just fires at you over and over again. It might be the right thing for them to do in terms of yeah. the overall situation of the game, but it also can make for a really miserable experience if you're on the the receiving end of it. Yeah. So yeah, good good gameplay doesn't always necessarily translate to you know more enjoyable gaming gameplay. Experience. Yeah, enjoyable gameplay. It's because guys, it's just not balanced. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it might not have that big of an impact overall in terms of how people play. We know a lot of people don't pay attention to these kind of changes, this kind of information. The amount of players that read DevOps yeah. is probably not that high. Yeah. So we'll see. It, we'll it see. might not change anything in reality. Well, and then they changed some ammunitionary supply costs, which I don't know. I I have no idea how this will affect anything. Probably not an awful lot. Yeah, it's, it does seem a bit of an odd one. Like, I'm not sure why they... Again, it would be nice to know the reasoning why they felt this was necessary, that it's not going to be the number of planes lost, but the amount of ammunition used, which, uh, okay, I guess they can somehow know how much, uh, you know, like 50 caliber ammo or whatever that the planes are firing somehow that or they've they've I don't even know. I don't I don't know how they, they would calculate that and I don't know why it makes sense to them to make that change, but it's a change they're making apparently. And you also have to um I, no I guess it's, this isn't a thing at the moment, but it says that alongside that credits will be spent for resupplying depth charges used in battle. So they're gonna have an ammo cost associated with them now as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, it's, I mean, it doesn't make that much sense because, you know, if a plane doesn't return, you have to replace the plane, which would be a lot more expensive than replacing the ammunition. Mm. But uh, I guess they they don't want to punish carriers for throwing away the aircraft. Like, you know, it, it's basically it, it, just a, a change that means that bad carrier players will have to pay less credit. It might, it might purely be that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if you just throw all of your planes away into flak or something, then that's going to be very expensive right now. But afterwards, it's going to be cheaper because you don't even get to attack with those planes, so you don't pay anything for it. But I don't know. I don't even know how many people struggle with, with credits for, for their resupply or anything. But yeah, basically, it's a buff to bad carrier planes. Kind of reminded me of that, that, that meme of um, uh, was it Gordon Ramsay, and you've got the one panel where he's got the bread on somebody and calling them a Muppet sandwich, and then the other who's who's consoling the kid and going, "Oh, baby, oh, precious." And, you know, <laughs> that's the carrier players, and the top panel is everyone else. <laughs> it might be. It might just be a tweak to. Um, just I don't know. Try and keep the the spreadsheet happy to keep the number of yeah. carrier players at where they want it to be. Possible. And then they have announced the next ranked battle season. Which has uh, no interest- carriers. 
Uh, no, wait, that's, that's for the restrictions of our clan battles. That oh, clan battles, okay. not say anything okay. about oh. carriers for that. So I presume ranked battles will have carriers. And interestingly enough, the gold league will only be five versus five. So they are trying to, to reduce the amount of players with each league. I, Maybe I they are... Like from a matchmaking perspective, that probably makes sense. So you don't have people getting further up and then having to wait longer and longer in the queue. Yeah, good point. Actually, I was thinking more like you like the, the smaller team size means your own individual skill matters a bit more because there are less other people. Mm. So maybe I thought like at at the higher tiers, right? It makes easier for the good players to actually go through gold league and makes it harder for the people that are accidentally in gold league to progress. Because the good players will, will have more influence. But, you know, it might just be making related. It well, that's it... the thing that immediately uh, jumped to mind, because I know in, in um, previous seasons, it's, it's, there's been fairly regular posts mm-hmm. on Reddit of, of people posting the, the wait times, especially kind of early and late in the season when there's, there's fewer people around of having to just sit there and queue and queue and queue to try and get through it because, uh, you know, there's just not enough other people around still playing or that have gotten to that point. I mean, it's going to be interesting because five versus five with carriers. Mm. I mean, at least there won't be any subs, I suppose. Might be super ships, who knows? But uh, imagine if they could play a super carry in a five versus five. <laughs> I don't want to think, no, just don't make me remember <laughs> stupid carriers at all. Uh, wouldn't that be, that, that's, that's what everyone asking for, right? A five versus five ranked with super carriers that then yeah. get more experience for kills. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's, this is all presumably coming out before any spotting changes will have been made to carriers as well, so... I mean, they're I still know, in internal but, testing and they haven't said know, anything. Maybe Knowing, these, these jet planes won't be able to spot the same, but the, the idea of having these things whizzing over the map and doing extremely rapid spotting, especially in a, a low-player competitive yeah. environment, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if, you, if you're going to have a carrier, then you're going to want a super carrier because anything else is just going to be inferior at that point well i mean since carries always matched and super carries are not a tier they, they'd have to like you know match super carriers so both teams would have them oh so yeah they would at least be matched up but again it's going to be one of these things of is it going to be any fun for anybody else in any other class of show no no obviously no <laughs> Yeah. But the spreadsheets, uh, unless the spreadsheet says it's fun for them, then everything's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know the, the spreadsheet is the ultimate arbiter of, of enjoyment and player Definitely. experience. But hey, it, at least in the clan battles, no carriers. So, ready for yeah. that, I guess. That was the bit I was getting wrongly excited about. Clan battles, I'm less likely to be much less likely to be, to be playing than ranked as well. So, oh well. Yeah. And there were details, uh, details about clan battles coming later. I'm not really playing clan battles, so I don't care that much. But I, I'm happy to see that no carries are allowed because at least some people are gonna have fun in World of Warcraft, even if it's not me. 
Oh, and uh, we've now have finally a release date for the Kurfürst and Kaba switch, which is going to be in 0.11.1, which is probably the, not the next patch, but the patch afterwards. Yeah, I think. so it'll probably be into February by that point. Yeah, I mean, the, the next patch is coming like on next next week. That would be like the 20th for us. And then it's gonna be about a month usually the patch cycle. So I guess that that patch is gonna be end of February, beginning of uh, March. I mean, we're kind of in a slightly extended cycle at the moment, anyway. But it's generally the case over. Yeah, but just that um, nobody works over Christmas and New Year's. So. Yeah, and let's not forget that you know Russian New Year's is is different than uh is it uh, is in most countries i'm pretty sure it is yeah i mean i know that like asia has a different new year i didn't know yeah. about Russia. I'm, pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure the orthodox calendar has a different new year's than uh than we do in uh, most european countries someone in the chat will tell me if i'm going completely wrong but i'm pretty sure I know that's caused, like, I'm remembering because it's caused confusion in previous years and, and people from St. Yeah. Petersburg, you know, going, yeah, happy new year, except it's not quite new year for us yet, but, you know, it will be soon. Anyway, <laughs> that's okay. completely nothing to do with chips or anything. That's just, yeah. Anyway, we'll probably, we'll probably do the next patch relatively soon at this at this stage of things. Possibly. Well, anyway, there are now changes to bots, which uh, they updated the AI system completely. So yeah, they don't like expect a... a noticeable change, but they have no idea what will happen. So. Yeah, I think they're just hedging their bets with this. I mean, if they've changed the back end of how the bot programming works to make it more uh, modular or whatever, if so they can make changes to it easier, then it's the kind of change in programming that can always have unintended uh, consequences. Yeah, yeah, any major change is, is yeah. scary in a sense. So knowing Wargaming, it will probably break torpedoes or something. Well, maybe, yeah. It's, it's clearly not intended <laughs> to have a change on the, the bot's behavior. It's intended to make it easier for them to tinker with. Yeah. But uh, I mean, might... so, we'll see. They, they say it allows them to set up bots for different battle types and game situations easier, which begs the question, are we going to see like more game modes that have PvE content in it? Or maybe actual PvE game modes? I wouldn't be... Opposed to something like that? No, certainly. I mean, having it more finely tuned for for different scenarios or whatever. Sure. I I can see absolutely no issue with that. I mean, I can't. There's not really any yeah, downside. I'm, no, no, no downsides. I'm just wondering if it is like. I mean, they could, for example, do a convoy mode with bots or something like. Basically, if they say they, it allows them to set up bots for different battle types and game situations, meaning they could have more ideas or more plans coming and they need just need bot. Like if the bot AI can uh, be made to work in more situations, it gives them more 
room to develop new game modes. But mm-hmm. then again, they'd have to want to invest into PvE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the last time they changed anything, particularly with the bots, didn't they at one point make the co-op bots a bit harder and then had to revert it because... Yeah, yeah, they, they mm-hmm. updated like the, the bot AI and then oh, people yeah. lost games and so they had to reverse it. So yeah, they otherwise haven't changed the AI behavior that they've they've talked about publicly anyway in mm-hmm. uh, probably a fair while. So yeah, we'll see potential improvements there. And um, then we last... get some new camels. Yeah, well, uh, almost the last thing we have camos and, and patches. Um, the one for Canarius. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's very similar to the camos that we already have for HMS Perth. Yeah. Or HMAS Perth, rather. So that's that's not a particularly new look, but, you know, they suit the ship all right. Although I wonder about the Canarius one. Like, did did it really have a British-style camo in... Because in, they look very similar. The mm-hmm. colours are slightly different, but I don't know. Maybe they did have a British-style camo, even though it was a Spanish ship. I don't know. No. It would be interesting if there is historical relevance for, for those camels. They don't look especially different than what you've seen, as you said. So, but they look all right. Yeah. Uh, Austin, Austin looks amazing. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what currency that is available for. It's kind of all... I don't know. This It's almost... Uh, um, Oh, God, what's the name of the game? Um, Castlevania or whatever. It's like it's bats and spookiness kind of thing, which seems an odd time yeah. of year to be releasing that, but it, it is quite a decent-looking camo, definitely. Yeah, I'm not sure what inspired it, but it, it looks amazing. Now I don't have an Austin, so I... But I'd love to see a camo like that on other ships, but it, it's, it's a good-looking camo. Definitely, yeah. Then we have the most important news of the entire entire podcast. I mean, there's, yes. there's two other patches, but the important one is obviously the CAC Commander patch. Yes. By far, by far and away the most important thing. So, no, yeah. they, they still don't have a proper cat camp actually that makes cat noises, but there is now a cat commander patch. Yes. I approve. Obviously, the next logical step is to have a because there's the cartoon cat. Yes, but it's not quite the same. I mean, obviously, I would happily volunteer Sam to do the uh, <laughs> cat commando voices, but I'm not sure how wargaming would feel about that. <laughs> I mean, that the sad part is that the cartoon cat doesn't make cat noises, which is such a missed opportunity. Yeah, but you know, we we can't they can't. Patch. Which I might almost even be tempted to use. I mean, I've used the Panda one for basically forever. It's one of the OG patch things. I, I'm uh, using the... I, I'm using the cat that has the torpedo in its mouth that's like a fish. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one as well. But, you know, this, this cat is the cat commander. It's the cat that's in charge, and we all know that's exactly... The oh, natural position yeah. for a cat. 
I actually, oh, this is uh, nothing to do with warships, but a friend sent me a video from uh, a couple of weeks ago on YouTube, and it was somebody reading out some, um, uh, it was like Chinese poetry from the 11th century, uh-huh. but it was basically a dude writing poems about his cat. It was basically 1100s ancient China cat dad, and it was it was amazing. So there have always been these types of people around, apparently. It's not just a modern phenomenon. Cats have domesticated humans in the ancient past. It, it was literally that because he was talking because <laughs> he had a mouse problem, and you know the the mice were going at his manuscripts, and he was like, okay, I'll get a cat. The cat will deal with it. And then he gets more cats, and then he gets to a point where he's like, oh, the cats don't hunt anymore. Maybe it's because I feed them too much fish, and they're all spoiled. But you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything about it. I love them too. <laughs> So even though they're spoiled and they just lay around the place and be lazy and don't hunt mice anymore, I still think they're great. They're still the best. It sounds related. Really yeah, so it's like, yeah, okay, some things really don't change. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then we come to the last and latest, which is there's going to be yet another new type of container available. Hooray. Yeah. And uh, I do wonder what these are going to be available for, because one of the, thing it no- the things it notes is they're going to have potentially tier 10 uh, ships in them. And, um, well, I mean, it's they're all like either special ships, premium ships, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, it's weird. They are going to have like a bunch of tier 10 premiums in it. And... I mean, mostly I think they just want to show off how great the boxes they've designed. They've spent a lot a of nice time on designing box. that box. But it's still a loot crate, still a gamble <laughs> box. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it becomes available for. I mean, it does seem like yeah. okay rewards, but okay rewards without knowing what the price is going to be. You know, we can't really say if they are actually going to be worth the, the money or not. Probably your soul. Probably. The fact that they're going to be tier 10 as well, I don't see these being cheap. Yeah, I mean, there would obviously be the hope that you can earn them in an event or something, but they uh, mm. probably be sold. So yeah, Details, of course, are late. Yeah. Um, 37,500 Elite Command XP, 12,500 free XP or 900k credits. Uh, 15,000 coal, uh, 3,700, uh, 37,000 and a half free XP, or 120,000 elite commander XP, or 25, and these are all the different separate categories, yeah. so I likely wouldn't get the two things of elite commander XP in the same crate, for instance, or 25 special signals of each type, or one of the following ships with the 10 Point Commander, so Moskva, Max Immelman, Napoli, Forrest Sherman, Hayate, Salem, Marceau, Yoshino, Grotekur first, and Haborovsk. So I, I can't see these being cheap. Yeah, so they're no. basically like the, the old ships? All of Rig's P ships of tier 10? Yeah. But, you know, in a loot box, 
So you can gamble for them. Never mind just yes. buying them. No, you can now gamble for them, which is clearly the superior way. Of course. Actually, uh, but acquire. I mean, look look at that box. It even has like a massive turret on top and second there. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be animated and it'll look cool and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know. The box will be much cooler than what's in it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm kind of cynically wondering if it's going to be a bunch of gold and I'm sure the credits and, and whatever will be, you know, I was like, oh, yay, 900,000 credits, just what I wanted after I spent real money. Yeah, it probably pays 2,000 to balloons for the box. Yeah. I mean, at so, least we'll see the odds. Yeah, of course, we, have, we, we don't know odds yet. That, that at least will be revealed. People will be able to judge for themselves. Whereas once upon a time, that wouldn't have been true. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess that sort of brings us to an end here. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly check the portal, but I don't think there's anything else. I, I mean, they sprung to... this death block on us, you know. Yeah. Very recently. <laughs> it's a few hours old. Uh, there is a contest going at the moment. I mean, we've also just had new Prime gaming rewards. Oh, you mean that's the best battle thing? Um, yeah, and there's also... Uh, there's a, camo there's a vote for a camouflage going on, yes. Yeah, those are always like the camos that come out of those are usually quite good. So this is going to be the aviary, which is, I think, the tier six premium. Uh, and you can actually vote on that at the moment. Some of the designs do look quite good. There's even one that's a kind of age of sales style camo. And uh, now that we've had constellation in the game, you know, mm -hmm. I absolutely would love to see more of those. Although I don't know if it that it fits that well when we destroy it. But yeah, camo contests are always nice. And the, uh, the designs that, that come out of them are usually uh, quite nice. And if you manage to get lucky, you know, you'll get a, a premium ship container, potentially. So more gamma boxes, <laughs> yay. But, yeah. And then there's this, this battle thing going on at the moment as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, community contests and whatever, it's always nice to see those. So that's, that's to be encouraged, I guess. It's been a yeah. while since we've had a camo contest, though. What was the last one? Like, the Normandy? How does it come I around? can't remember. There's, there's been a couple over the years. I mean, Blushkovica had that. The Normandy had that. Um, there's, uh, did Leningrad have one? Like, there's been a handful of them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Helena, apparently. Okay, I must have missed that one. But they always, they're a little bit low profile because they're usually on the, the portal, but they don't tend to advertise on that yeah. much in the game themselves. So, but yeah, there's some quite nice look. This one that's very pizza themed, which is like pizza and pasta. It's like, the, okay, that's, that's a little bit on the nose, maybe. But uh, I, I might have voted that very highly. <laughs> I may or I can neither confirm nor deny how I voted <laughs> for, but I might have given it a lot of points. Well, of all these ones, just looking through them now, I really hope that Age of Sail one comes through, inspired by the Imerigo Vespucci, apparently. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I think that's about us, then. Yeah, I think that about concludes the podcast. So thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll be back next week. And... 
Till nästa gång. Bye. Bye.